This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott. Or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe. Every day at Saks.com. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC. Hey guys, before we start, I want to give a shout out to our sponsor, Pomp Beauty. Pomp has been a game changer for my aesthetics business by streamlining my inventory and retail process. I personally use Pomp as a resource to advance my professional education and to retail to clients from the comfort of my home. Remember when Color Science Flex went viral? I've been recommending Flex to my clients long before Skinfluencers on TikTok, and I never leave the house without their SPF-packed lip shine and brightening concealer. Pomp's virtual tools make getting educated on professional brands a breeze, and I'm able to recommend new brands to my clients as soon as I complete the brand education. Join me on Pomp if you want to know what's hot in professional skincare way before you see it on your FYP. To access Color Science's brand education as an esthetician or to shop my favorite Color Science products, visit my personal Pomp referral link in the show notes. Your order ships free when you spend $100 and all orders help to support my small business and pass more education on to you. And speaking of, let's get back to the show. Hello guys, welcome back to the Treatment Room Podcast. I'm your host, Tessa Zolli. Today I'm bringing on one of my good friends, Carly Lauren, truly one of the sweetest people you will ever meet in this industry. You might recognize her and her name from an episode we did about two years ago called Build a Spa Business Checklist. Basically, if you were to want to open a salon or suite tomorrow, Carly walked us through all the exact steps she took as a new esthetician to open her suite. I will say, I feel like not many people can pull this off, but Carly has, and she's done it very, very well. She focuses on results-driven aesthetics, and she is serving the Naples, Florida and Fort Myers areas. So without further ado, let's welcome Carly to the show. Hello. You know, I'm happy to be back. I'm excited. I feel like we always chat outside of this stuff, so it's nice to be able to share all of our good talks with everybody. It'll be good. I know. I'm excited. If you guys haven't listened to Carly's first episode, it's a really, really good one. Carly shared how she built her business from the ground up and really maps out how to open a spa. So today we're going to check in with her since it's been, I think, a couple years since we recorded that and just grill her on her business. Yeah, we'll talk about how to keep it going well and yes. to help you after you physically have everything together, what you can do yes. to make it better. Yes, love it. So... To just start at the beginning, how was it for you? I know you had switched careers from nursing school to going to aesthetics, working for somebody else, and then opening your business. How was that when you had to bring people in for yourself for the first time? Yeah, so I think all of this started for me when I was in school. I really did try super hard um, to start posting on Instagram and just whatever I learned, I would be sharing it to everyone else. And I feel like I still do that. So just building that foundation of trust with people and helping them to realize like, okay, she knows things like I can trust somebody that helped a ton. So definitely Instagram. And then anytime I would have someone 
in my chair, I would always try and give them a plan so that it would keep them coming back. And then their results, once they got them, they would tell their friends about them and stuff. So I think it was a lot of word of mouth and then just being consistent on social media and treating everybody that did come to me like gold because that truly they're what matter in the end is your clients and that's what's going to keep you afloat and I think if they feel like you really care about them and everything then they'll tell everybody because when you have a good experience that's what we do. Carly has a a big wait list. She's very in demand which I think is just so impressive for you being a couple years how how many years has it been by the way that you've so, been in the industry? I've been licensed for two and a half and then for my business I opened that two years ago almost. Okay. Like in February it will be two years. Yeah. So, yeah. New new ish. It seems longer mm-hmm. to me for some reason, but that's really impressive <laughs> to have such a demand being yeah. newer. I feel like that's something a lot of estheticians would admire. And I know you get that question a lot. People are really engaged with you on social media and they really want to know, like, what is the secret sauce when you're talking about treating people like gold? What does that actually mean? Is there anything you can think of that would be helpful to a newer esthetician in terms of, you know, a new client walks into your door? What do you do that kind of separates you your experience from other spas. Yeah. So I remember when you said that to me, I was like, I don't know what the secret sauce is, but I think just from feedback that I've gathered from clients, it's like people truly appreciate the process of how I have things set up. It seems like that it's more of a plan and that I'm not like a life coach, but it's, I'm here for them. It's a journey. And it's not like they're signing up just to get a hydrofacial or something. Cause you could do that anywhere. And I think it's me sitting down with them, going through their routine, telling them what's working, what's not getting them on all the good stuff that they need. And then telling them exactly what treatments we need to do to get them where they want to be. And then also just being there for them outside of the treatment room, like being responsive, answering their questions and everything like that. I feel like it's a well-rounded approach rather than just trying to like get people in the door like, oh, treat yourself, get a hydrofacial, and then maybe I'll sell you a thing or two and maybe I'll see you again, maybe I won't. I think more than we know, people really want to be told what to do. So I think that people appreciate that, that it's like a, it's not just a one and done. So. I totally agree. I think I hear that all the time too from clients. They just say, I love structure. I crave structure. And especially when you're having skin issues and you're looking for a professional, I think when you come across as somebody who has a plan and Carly and I were talking about this off air, for example, when it comes to retail, this was one of the questions we got, you know, how do you, how do you retail product? And I think a lot of people almost think of it as a sales pitch, but Carly, I'd love to hear more about how you put clients on products because I think it's a little bit of a different experience than just trying to sell somebody something on a shelf. Like it sounds like you really have a structure and a plan. Can you kind of walk us through what it's like when you're recommending retail? Yeah. So I think the first part of having a successful time with getting someone on a whole regimen is them knowing what they're getting into before they come see you because truly it's not for everybody. Like not everybody is ready to commit to a whole routine or like change their products. You know, the worst feeling is when you have a client come to you and they're like, okay, well, thanks for the advice, but maybe I'll get them when I run out of this and then I'll get like that one thing from you. So I think it's just setting the expectation that they are going to have a new routine. You're going to tell them exactly what they need and they're like ready to invest in that too. Because if they aren't, then it kind of just like ties our hands as to like 
what results we're able to get them because you can't cherry pick with things. So I think that's the first thing. They know they're going to be getting a routine. So they're ready. They're excited. And then also I start everybody with a consultation first, and that does not include a treatment. I used to include a treatment and it's fine if you do that, but just timing wise, I feel like it's better for you and the client to split it up. So I, they come in, um, we'll chat. First, I have them fill out a whole like intake form before they even come in. So what they're using, what they want to work on, any like medical history, like it's very in depth. So I kind of have an idea of what I'm going to be talking about with them before they even come in. So we kind of go through the form together, like hit all the categories of things, their history. And then I'll ask them, you know, what, what bothers you about your skin? Like, what do you want to improve? And what made you want to start this journey of actually taking it seriously too? Because sometimes it's like, I don't want to get too off topic, but it's like, oh, I just like broke up with my boyfriend and I'm really ready to like get myself together. Or I don't know, maybe they've been going to many different people and nobody has helped me. So it's really good to know where they're coming from. And like, so you're able to meet them where they are and give them the best care. Um, But we'll go through their current product list, how they're using it. And then I'll kind of explain to them why the things that they're using may not be working or working well together. And then I'll look at their skin, do a really thorough evaluation of it, take some before pictures to have them in their file. And then we go back over and I'll just like line up everything they need and kind of walk them through. So this is for this, like this is how you're going to use it. I write everything down. So it's in a whole list, like morning, night, weekly, monthly, what the plan is. And then I'm just like, so does this, do you have any questions about this? Do you feel comfortable with everything? And they'll be like, yeah. And then I'll say, okay, I'm going to put this all like in my computer and then we'll make sure it's amount that you're comfortable with. And then ring them up and then sign them up for their next treatment. So it's like they're, they have all their stuff they need. They can start using it and preparing their skin. And then their skin will respond so much better to a treatment than if you were to not do that before. So it's good. And then they know I have to refill this stuff when it runs out. We'll talk about it after each treatment, make sure everything's going well and edit as needed. But it's so much easier that way rather than convincing people to buy things. Oh my gosh, so. yeah. Like we don't want to do that. It's Mm-mm. uncomfortable for us. It's uncomfortable for the client. Yeah. And I think we need to remember nobody wants just another item on their shelf. But mm-hmm. I think what Carly's really telling us is she has a lot of intention and structure. And it when it feels like a plan and almost like a – protocol for somebody. These are the steps you need for the holistic plan that all works together. I think it's so much more appealing to the client. I think they almost feel safer. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Cause a lot of times people just don't know what to use or like what products use together and skincare is so overwhelming. So I think they want you to tell them like, what should I do? Like I, and honestly, it's a special feeling when you go to someone and they completely like make a whole routine for you. Like this is for you. I never like give everybody the same thing. It's always different. And I think people like that. They're like, okay, yeah, this is like, I have peace of mind that everything goes well together. Like if this happens, she'll know what to tell, like she'll tell me what to do. So it's not like you're on your own and it's good that way. Like, we were talking about how if you do bring people in just for a treatment, then you feel like it's awkward for both of you to be talking about it while you're trying to do a service. It's not very enjoyable. And then it just does feel like you're nagging and being salesy. And then at the end, you're like, okay, I'm going to show you something because I genuinely want you to have it. But if you don't get it, that's fine. So it's it's super awkward too. So it's more of like a prescription type of thing rather than a selling type of thing, I think. So Carly, do you recommend products in a consultation that's kind of separate from treatments you're doing on clients? You kind of separate those two experiences. So one is the actual treatment and one is more talking about the 
plan and it sounds like the clients go on the plan before they do the mm-hmm. treatment. Yeah. So I never do a treatment on anybody. Like even if a, a client's like, oh, my sister really wants a hydrofacial, I just tell them like if she just wants a hydrofacial, she can absolutely get one like anywhere, you know, like I have no problem with that, but I just take on clients who want to see a result. And like, since I am doing stronger treatments, I always want to make sure you have the stuff that you need first. So yeah, everybody does the consultation also because I like to give them all the lifestyle things too, rather than us being at treatments, they're breaking out out of nowhere. And then they're like, why am I breaking out? And then I'm thinking in my head, there's literally a hundred options of why you might be breaking out. So I give them a whole folder at the beginning. Like these are all the things that could be contributing to your breakouts. That way they know, Mm -hmm. and then they can go home. They have their new products and they're like motivated to change things at that point. So they could be like, okay, I'm going to switch my detergent. I'm going to like do better if I'm eating a certain thing. So it's, it's way better that way than confusing them with like the treatment, a product here and there. And then telling them, oh, don't eat dairy, like, on a random day. So it's just – it's way better. (laughs) But, yeah, I split it up. Yeah. It's funny. I was just talking about this with a client because she got put on a prescription retinoid by her dermatologist, and she had some congestion before, but she had the most explosive acne of her life – going on this prescription and she was really confused as to why this would happen. And she was very surprised by it. And I think even the doctor was surprised by it, but I was like, you know what makes so much sense because there was never a holistic plan. And this is where I think estheticians can really shine. We, we have the luxury to talk to people about all these areas of their lives and I really believe you have to give somebody topicals and address the triggers. They go hand in hand. When you just do one or the other, it doesn't work. Or the treatment is too stimulating because somebody has active acne and it's being triggered on a regular basis. And then you're just doing all this cell turnover. So it can be a nightmare. And I really agree with what Carly is saying. It almost safeguards the esthetician as well because you're limiting all these surprises that could come up in that kind of treatment, like a chemical peel, mm-hmm. when you're able to really go over all these things with somebody initially. So I think it's a much better approach overall. And what's interesting about you, Carly, is I think a lot of estheticians might assume like, that's too much. My clients aren't going to want to do all that. And they're not going to be willing to buy, you know, a whole routine at one time. I think that's what we kind of thought in this industry for a long time. But I think you're living proof when you have structure and you are particular and you make a plan for people and you give them personalized care. You can Mm -hmm. actually have a wait list, even though people are spending a lot more. Yeah. There's a demand for it. Exactly. Yeah. And I think it's just like the time that you do spend with the people and like sitting there for a full hour, educating them on why their stuff didn't work before, how acne forms, like what's going on with their skin. Then they're like, oh, I understand. So now it makes sense when you're telling me these products to use because they're doing this, this and that. And it's not just like, I'm telling them to buy random things and they're like, well, why? So they know the why behind it. And they're like, okay, this girl knows what she's talking about. Like I might as well just do it. So it's, it leaves a lot less room for confusion too. Even when they start doing treatments and like they might see a breakout here and there after you do a peel and they know how the process works of breakouts and everything. So they're not texting me at 12 p.m. Like, why am I breaking out? Like, they they know, and they know, like, how to get it under control, too. So it's – the education piece is huge, and people are interested. Like, imagine if you go to the doctor for uh, any health concern, 
and you have no clue what's going on and they sat there and they explained to you why it's happening and like all of these things it's very empowering to know what's going on in your body and like what you can do rather than them just being like okay yeah take this and you're like okay like (laughs) you know I just had that conversation with a client Mm -hmm. I asked her has anyone ever explained where breakouts come from, why it's happening? And she Mm -hmm. goes, no, I've been seeing doctors since I was 15 years old. Never once. I've never understood. I have just thought, oh, maybe it's stress. Maybe it's diet. I explained to her what's happening in the follicle, what it takes for the acne process to start, the androgens, bacteria, dead cells, oil. She's like, oh my gosh. Okay. And then I'm explaining your retinoid is helping with the cell turnover. It's helping to clear out those dead cells. Your benzoyl peroxide is helping with oil and bacteria. Mm -hmm. So they understand the value of the product and what it's doing and why other things maybe didn't help in the past if they didn't address those root components. Yes. Because otherwise they're like, I bought the Tower 28 spray. Like, why does it, isn't that, isn't that enough? Oh my gosh. You know? uh, yeah. There's like other missing pieces. Yeah. So something I think a lot of people are curious about, Carly, as, as far as being a new biz, newer business owner is how do you get all the confidence to do all of this, to interact with clients, to retail, to start a business, how do you yeah. think you kind of made it all happen? Oh my, confidence. I feel like as you go, it gets better. Cause at first, like when you get out of school, no one really knows what they're doing to be honest. So it's just once you learn more, then it does empower you too. Cause then you do feel confident. You know what you're talking about when you say things to people, it's not like you're just making things up. So I think having the knowledge will make you feel better. And then once you do start seeing results with people, you'll be like, okay, like that worked really well for this person and this type of skin. So I'll try that next time. And then once you see true real life results and it's not just you watching educational videos and stuff, it'll make you a lot more confident, I think. And I don't know. I mean, before you have those experiences, I think just being there for people and genuinely like wanting to do the best by them should make you feel okay about talking with somebody because you went to school, even though you may not be a total expert yet, you know more than they do. So even if you can just provide them with something, it's helpful And just being there to listen and take their concerns. And then maybe you can do some more research about them before you talk to them next. And just keep learning. No one knows everything still. But just, you know, wanting the best for them. And being genuine, too, is helpful. What about building your services menu? How did you decide what you wanted to focus on. Maybe you can kind of share with us the main services you offer now and how you chose those. Yeah. So I used to work at a spa. And so a lot of the structure of my services kind of, I got ideas from them, but I also realized what didn't really work. So I think I knew I wanted to treat clients with acne because I can relate and so I wanted to do the acne boot camp. I loved the faced reality program and how they talked about lifestyle. And naturally with that, it did help me with my consultation because I was like, okay, everybody needs to know these things. So then I was thinking, okay, I need to have a consultation first with people, talk to them all about this stuff. And then the boot camp will consist of treatments either every two weeks or monthly. So that's how I set that up. And then Aside from just the face reality treatments, I did get a hydrofacial machine. So those are great for maintenance. Like if somebody doesn't want to get a really strong treatment, if you're just starting them out kind of light, or you can add in those extractions with an acne boot camp if they have like a congested nose or something like that. So 
everything kind of goes together. And then I have dermaplaning and that could be added to any treatment. It's not for everybody, but definitely is a good thing for those who are good candidates for it. And then um, aside from the face reality peels, I ventured into other things like over the past couple of years. Now I do bio repeal as like my other main treatment. So I like that one. And what else? The microneedling. So being that I mostly treat acne clients, it's kind of like they can do well with any of the treatments during different parts of their skin journey with me. So they might start with peels when they have breakouts and then we'll move them into microneedling and like scar revision. So everything kind of goes together. It's not like it's for everybody. Like I don't have a bunch of lasers going on. Not that I won't in the future, but it's just, I kind of see what my clients need. And then I still edit my menu here and there. Like maybe I should add this in because everybody's getting it anyways, might as well make it less confusing and less little add-ons. So I think just once you kind of figure out what you enjoy too, it helps a lot because you don't have to include, we were talking about massage and stuff like that too. I used to do a lot of that, but then I realized it does take up a lot of time and it takes a lot of energy too. So I like something a little bit more corrective and quick. So I only do that sometimes and I don't include that in a lot of my treatments. So once you realize what your clients like, what you like to do, you can kind of mesh everything together and then make it enjoyable for both of you. So I love that. And I feel like that is the beauty of having your own business. If you're not loving massage and you're finding it's exhausting, it's time consuming, it's not Mm -hmm. necessarily corrective, you have the freedom to decide what you want to do. Yeah. I love that. It's the best part. Yes. I wanted to ask you when it comes to bringing on a new brand, like I know you just brought on Hydrinity and BioRepeal, mm-hmm. what does it take for you to make the commitment and feel comfortable bringing a brand on? Yeah, so one, I always try the products. Like that's a must for me because I would never blindly buy a whole like line of something just because I saw another person had it or it's popular at the moment because you really never know. Like it could be something as little as the way things smell and it just might not be it for you. So I like to try it and I do try it for a good amount of time, like maybe a few months or so and see how my skin does. And then I also like to think about, does this fit well for most of my clients? Because if you're bringing on a whole line that say it's like anti-aging, but I'm working with all like young acne clients, it might be good for like a couple of them. But if it's not good for the general like population, it just, it might not be it. So I like to have things that I know would fit well with a lot of different people's regimens. And also a company that provides you with like actual good education. And it's not just like reps trying to convince you of things and like tell you other brands are worse or why they're better. So clinical studies, be able to like read about their stuff and make sure it's good. And then ones that also support you as a professional is important to me. Um, I've had a couple that don't really do that, especially with selling direct to consumer. It's been like a huge conversation lately in our industry and I've noticed how important it truly is. So starting off, just making that decision from the beginning before you even start working with somebody, knowing that they're going to support you is huge. So, you know, making sure that when your clients buy it, they're 99% going to get it from you rather than Durham store, Amazon, all the things. And that can change as you work with a different brand. Like they might change the way they're doing things, but if at the beginning you feel confident with the way they're operating, I think it's important for sure. This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. 
Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott. Or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for a garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe. Every day at Saks.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yeah, so of course every now and then something will pop up like but at the beginning it helps during the consultation too. I always just say and these products will last you like a few months or every so often. So whenever you're ready to replenish them, I have an online store. I'll like pull it up on my iPad for them and be like everything separated by category. You can search for whatever you need and I ship products all the time so you're not bothering me by ordering things and you can also pick stuff up if you like ran out unexpectedly or something so it's available for you it's not like you're gonna have to wait three weeks to get something necessarily it's very accessible so it's not like they'll have the urge to get something on amazon i feel like since they could just you know i ship pretty quickly i know you're always at the post office too i feel like we're amazon prime seriously i know like things get there quick so yeah we're on it we're printing those Mm -hmm. labels i know and we actually yeah like we care too so it's like if you tell me you're low on something i'll be like okay i'm like going to make it a point to get it out because you know i know glymed even takes a long time too to ship like if you order from links and stuff so i just feel like having everything in one spot is easier for people too so has that been manageable for you as far as shipping? I mean, I imagine you need maybe yeah. another day when you're not taking clients where you do that. Yeah. So I usually, what I found is good for me is I work like not, I don't do a nine to five type of deal in the treatment room. I would be, cause there's so much to do outside of that, that it would take you until 10 PM to be done with your work. So I do more of like a 10 to 2 situation or sometimes sometimes even shorter or longer. It just really depends. And then after I come home, I'll like sit there, do all my orders. I have inventory like at my house, like in a guest room. So I pack everything here and then I'll take it to the post office. And that's the easiest way I've found to do it. And another good point too with making sure that your clients purchase from you is I've set up like a little reward system. So it doesn't have to be anything crazy. Like you don't have to get like make yourself in debt over this, but just I tell them you earn points for the products that you buy here and then your points will add up into little coupons that you can use towards your purchases like in the future so if they log into my online store they'll earn points in in office so it's kind of like an Alta Sephora type of thing you know I think it helps just so that they're like oh well goodbye here but I'd earn points here so (laughs) you know any little thing yes I love that that's such a cute idea Mm -hmm. gotta give Sephora a run for their money for real (laughs) I mean, I know I love it. Like when I go there and I'm like, okay, what do I have? (laughs) So it's nice. And it's, it is like, they deserve something too, if they're always purchasing from you. So it's, it's nice, a nice way to give back to your loyal people. For sure. Yeah. And I wanted to say, let's just normalize like shorter work days like that for estheticians, Mm -hmm. because I think people underestimate how much effort it takes to give treatments, talk to people, do all the behind the scenes, the setting up, then taking client notes afterwards, getting their orders out. Mm -hmm. really is a lot. It is a lot. And I've tried it all different ways over the past couple years. And I've got to the point where I burnt myself out over it because I was like, oh my gosh, I have 
a wait list. I have all these people. Like, I better just do as much as I can. But really, I wasn't my best when I was talking to people. Like, I feel like when you're fully present, too, and, like, you feel good and you're there, like, it it's just a way better experience, like, on both ends. And I actually look forward to my day when there's, like, less than if I had 10 people because, I mean, the money is just, to me, not worth the time. Like, I work and I own my own business so that I can enjoy my life and do things. And, I mean – what are you going to spend the money on if you're at work all day? You know what I'm saying? So it's good to give yourself, make sure you can live and do well, but you don't have to work all hours of the day in order to make a good living. That was a huge learning experience for me this past year, especially. And you're so young. You want to be able to do this for a couple more decades. Mm -hmm. You can't do that if you burn yourself out working late nights, Monday through Saturday, like so many estheticians do. Yeah, for sure. Is there anything you do in your personal life to help you kind of balance out just working so hard and using your body in the treatment room, anything you do for self-care or just nourishing yourself? Yeah, so first – A couple things I do like that are extra things are I do have a massage membership. So I make sure I do that every single month. Like at first I was like, oh, well, you know, I'll do it here and there. But I found it's kind of like a preventative thing for me. Like my back does not hurt nearly as much as it used to. Like I feel good. And it's just good for me to look forward to. Like I know I'm going to have that set hour like each month to just lay there and not think about anything and relax. So I do that. And then I recently I've been doing Pilates, which I love. So I'm not like a huge hit workout girl or anything. And that will lead me to my other point of my health. Like I am, I have like some autoimmune things going on. And so I am really conscious of what I'm eating too. So I do like to take care of myself in that way. And I think just having like some sort of light, nice exercise really does help to get your mind off of things and just take yourself out of your work environment because mine, just like yours, it carries into your house and it's just, you need to get out sometimes and just remove yourself. So I like to do that during the week. And then just cutting off my business hours after a certain time of day. After five, I just don't answer anybody and they know that. They don't think I'm ghosting them anymore. It's like expected and just just shutting it down and allowing myself to relax and not feel like guilty about it because there's always going to be things on your list that you didn't do. It's just going to happen and that's just something I've come to accept and you can't let it drive you nuts you just have to wake up the next day and do as much as you can and then shut it down that way you can actually show up and be not like a zombie you know I'm so (laughs) proud of how far you've come and how good I think you've gotten at setting boundaries you are really really good at setting them and sticking to them making them clear and I do feel like I've I've seen you get a benefit from that in terms of having more like separation in your work and personal life. I must say that's something I am not the best with, even though I preach it all the time, setting boundaries. Like I can so easily be like, let me just answer. I don't want Mm -hmm. them to be hanging. How is that for you in terms of setting boundaries with clients? Is there anything in particular you do? Yeah. So, um, Sometimes, of course, I will sit there at night and like order more retail or whatever past 5 p.m. This isn't to say that I don't do anything because also Instagram's a huge thing too. Like I'll go on there and be like, oh, I haven't posted in a while. Maybe I should make something. So I do do things outside of like nine to five, but I definitely do not answer anybody. And it is hard at first because if they don't know that you don't do that, then it can probably make them feel like, wait, maybe she's like, doesn't care or she's ignoring me. So 
I actually have like an auto reply set up too. So it goes out if they say something after five or before nine in the morning. So it'll say like, thank you for your message. Like it's important to me. I will get back to you between nine and five. Like you've reached me outside of business hours. So that's really helpful so that they're like, okay, I know she got it. She'll answer me. Um, But I think like I've grown to not feel bad because I am like definitely I tend to have people pleaser like tendencies, but the more I've realized that really no one else like in other jobs does that, I stopped feeling bad about it. Like most people email people during work and then they shut their laptop and they go like have their evening and they're not expected to reply to their work during the outside of those hours. So I think it's perfectly acceptable for us to not respond after a certain time. And, you know, you can't fully be present and enjoy your night if you are responding to people or even seeing it. Because even seeing it will make you like think about it. And then it's like looming in your mind. So yes. having a separate, I have a separate like app on my phone for text too. That helps. Wait, how do you set up that automatic reply? Okay, I've been trying to figure this out for the longest time because I did it at the beginning and now I cannot find it because I was trying to change the wording of it and I don't know, but I have Google Voice. It's a mystery. I have Google Voice. Yeah, and so I'm like, how did I do this? And I think I like Googled how to set up an auto reply on Google Voice and it was this whole long, like complicated thing. And so I had figured it out, but honestly... And this isn't even a bad thing either. If you're, because some people just text on their normal number. And I don't think that's like a thing that you can do like for auto replies. But even if you see a message and you just send something yourself, like regardless of if it's not that second that the message is sent, something typed up like, hey, I got your message, like blah, blah, blah. These are past my hours. Like I'll get back to you so that they just know. You know, so, but during when I first meet people, I just tell them like, I just, I respond during business hours, nine to five during the week. But if you need something, you can send it that way. You don't forget, but that's when I'll get back to you. So, yeah. Yeah. I do the same. And Google voice has been really nice for separation. That's one thing I'm really glad I did because initially I was like, is it going to really make a difference? Why would I have two numbers that almost seems more overwhelming, but no, it's been good. Mm -hmm. It is good. It's so nice. You were just talking about Instagram a little bit and content creation. I think a lot of people really look up to you on social media, especially on Instagram. Do you Mm -hmm. have any tips as far as building a brand, sharing on social media or Instagram? Yeah. So I think getting professional photos is really helpful. Um, I've noticed even just with building a clientele too, having like a website that is visibly appealing and looks very put together, having branding that looks put together, it gives you like a legitimate look and feel to what you're doing. So it's not just like random posts and stuff. So I think that, and then, um, Posting educational things is just mainly what I do along with the results that I get as well. So it's just a mixture of both. And I think rather than advertising specific treatments necessarily, I advertise like how to, like if you have this problem, like how to fix it or products that work well for people, what's in the products. And I feel like it brings people in the door that just want the result rather than, oh, I see you do hydrofacial. I really want a hydrofacial. So I think that helps too with the type of clientele that I'm getting. And just online posting about different products and things that work well or would work well for people, they enjoy. So that clients that you're not actually seeing in person, like people you don't know or people who never become your clients, they can help themselves and actually support your business too. So I think, yeah, it's just 
definitely a lot of educational things and it helps even my clients to understand what some of their products are doing too. So I like it. They come in and they're like, oh, I saw that you posted whatever CBD mist. Is that good for me? Like, should I try it? So it is good. It, it like gets people interested and it's helpful. That way you don't have to do so much explaining in the treatment room. I think they kind of see things and they get good reminders. Like maybe I haven't washed my makeup brushes in three weeks. Maybe I should. So it keeps people on top of their things. For sure. Yeah. And I think when they have seen something on social media and then they're hearing you recommend it, they're like, oh, she's talked Mm -hmm. about that before. It's not just a random recommendation. Yeah. I think something Carly also does very well that we were talking about before is you show your face on social Mm -hmm. media a lot. You take professional photos, but I think you also show up on stories or in feed posts talking. Mm -hmm. Was that something you were always comfortable with? Definitely not at first. Um, Like when I first started my skincare page, I didn't really like to do that. It feels super awkward and there's maybe not that many people watching. So it kind of just feels like you're talking to thin air. And then the people who are watching, maybe they're like making fun of you or something. So that feels weird. But over time, like I've just truly grown to not really care because of the people that I have been able to help and reach on there. It's so much more worth it than like if I didn't talk. So just knowing that there are truly people who want to listen to everything you're saying and they're interested and they really take it to heart, that has helped me. And then, I don't know, just the more you do it, the easier it is. I don't even think twice about it anymore. And sometimes I just, I don't talk about skincare things necessarily. It just might be what's going on that day or something funny or my dog. Like people like to see a mixture of everything. Because they then they feel like they know you and it's not just like you're bombarding them with like information. So totally. And Carly and I were going over questions a little bit and I was telling her I wanted to talk about social media and she was saying, I don't even have a huge account. I'm not viral or anything, but I think it goes to show you don't need to be viral or have hundred thousand followers to have a good successful business and loyal golden clientele. I think my last question for you, which is a little bit of a random one I'm throwing in here, but I just want to ask if you were opening your business now, Mm -hmm. is there any advice you would give to younger Carly? Oh my That's a hard question. I think this is something that I'm starting to get, like I'm still working on, but kind of just being able to delegate things. Because at the beginning, well, I still do pretty much everything, but as I've had other people do things for me, it's helped me realize that you know, sometimes other people can do it better. And it's only made my business better. I'm not quite ready to give up treating clients and like doing all of that stuff yet. But having an account, having someone make my website for me, different things like that. I just think that if you have the funds for it, invest in your business and don't be afraid to either. And that's another thing like, you're going to see the money like come in and come out like nobody's business, but you just have to trust like it's all part of it. And if you don't put in, you're not going to get anything out of it either. And, you know, just be confident in your decisions. You never know how things are going to go when you change the way you're doing things, but it's just good to at least try and, You know, when you have your own business, you're the only person you can kind of like bounce ideas off of most of the time because you know, like all the ins and outs of everything that you specifically do and all the clients you work with. So just have trust in yourself and you're doing okay. I think I would tell myself that too. And just to be proud of the things that you've done because it's so easy to just be like, okay, 
now that I have this nice suite and all these clients, like, should I get a bigger space? Like, should I do this? Should I do that? But it's nice to look back and be like, that's crazy that you did all of that. So just, I don't know, be grateful for where you are too is good. Yeah, totally. I think it's so easy to kind of get scared as a business owner when you kind of feel like finances are up and down, which is just the mm-hmm. nature of, I think, aesthetics because you're buying supplies, you're investing in equipment, maybe investing in education or a website or accounting, mm-hmm. and you can feel scared, but I think you just have to trust kind of the momentum of the of the business and the feedback you're getting from clients. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's no right or wrong way to do anything. So don't feel bad if something doesn't go the way you think. You tried. And yeah, that's what it is. Trial and error. You're doing Mm -hmm. great. Yeah. And definitely just keep in contact with other people who do the same thing as you too. It's really helpful because it can get And Yeah. Sometimes you don't know what to do. So it's good to bounce ideas off of people and just see. So Stay in touch with your girls. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We're here for you too. So yeah, yeah. I love when I get a little Carly voice note question because <laughs> I know I'll have one for you. Oh <laughs> yeah, I know. There's so much to talk about all the time. So keep in touch with people and just have confidence in yourself. And know that nobody knows everything. Nobody has it all figured out. So you're good. The people you look up to in this industry the most, I promise you, they're freeballing it like everyone else. They just yeah. have the confidence in themselves. Mm-hmm. And they know like if you try, it doesn't work out. It's not failure. I think the failure is more being scared to try and never doing it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like – I could not imagine just going through my life and then wondering, what if I opened a skincare business? That would have been so fun. You know, it's so good. And you didn't have all the answers when you were starting. You had to figure mm-hmm. it out. Yeah, I feel like I knew nothing. So you can but You were so determined. Carly is the type of yeah. person who's like, I don't know, but I'm going to figure it out. I'm yeah. going to book a call if I need to, to get reassurance. I'm going to research. Mm-hmm. And I think that is what probably sets you apart from a lot of people who just maybe think about something but don't have the confidence to try. I think you know, maybe I don't know everything, but I can try and I'll figure it out. Yeah. In a way. Definitely. Yeah, for sure. What is your social handle for anyone so- who's listening and wants to follow? You can find me on Instagram. It's just Skin with Carly, and Carly spelled K A R L E E. And then I think it's the same thing on TikTok. But honestly, I don't really post much on TikTok. So maybe in the future you'll see more from me if you do want to join. But I would mm-hmm. say Instagram is where I'm mostly present. So you can find me there. Amazing. Thank you so much, Carly. It was so fun having you on. Oh my gosh, I love it as always. So good. And I hope that everyone was able to get something out of this and just know you're not alone. I was just as confused as you were. So all these questions you have, you can figure it out. And I hope this gave you like a little roadmap too, to kind of help. So, and if you have questions too, you can always message me. I'm here for you and we don't bite. So... (laughs) Carly's the sweetest. Thank you so much. You're the best. I love you. Love you. Thanks, guys, for listening. Be sure to share on stories. Tag us on social media if you listened and liked this episode. And I will talk to you in two weeks. Bye.